Hi, my name is Nadia Trudell, and this episode is part of the Canadian Task Force to Combat Online Anti-Semitism series. Today's guest is Marlene Grossman, who is the coordinator of the psychology department at Vanier College and the coordinator of the Vanier College Symposium on the Holocaust and Genocide. Hi, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. To start, do you want to talk a little bit about your background and the work that you do? So I've been working at Vanier for 15 years now um, as a psychology teacher. I now coordinate the psychology department. And about 11 years ago, um, I was asked to take over from Neil Kaplan, who was a humanities teacher who ran the, the symposium on the Holocaust and genocide at Vanier College. And um, he was retiring and asked me to take over, and I did. And uh, and I've been doing it ever since. And so before that, what was your experience, I suppose, with work regarding the Holocaust in terms of remembrance? So um, to be honest, I didn't have before starting much of a background um, in this other than um, I think, you know, it was always a topic that meant a lot to me for sure. And it's only since, um, and it took me a couple of years to really get my footing into becoming coordinator of this because it's rather a large project. But um, as, as I became more comfortable, as I started learning more and more, um, I developed a background on anti-Semitism. Um, I've been involved with ISGAP, the Institute for the Study of Global Anti-Semitism and Policy for the last few years, and I'm a research fellow there. Um, and that's pretty much been my journey. Can you describe the symposium? So. Um, so as I said, this symposium started 30 years ago. So it's our 30th anniversary this year. Um, it was started by Neil Kaplan and he partnered with um, the Kleinman Family Foundation. And together they worked ever since, uh, since Neil's retirement, I continued my, my uh, relationship with the Kleinman Family Foundation, although now they're called um, the Holocaust Education and Genocide Prevention Foundation. And um, for the last five years, uh, we've been co-sponsored also by the Raoul Wallenberg Center for Human Rights. Um, and this year, uh, we will be partnering with the Simon, the Friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center for Holocaust Studies. What kind of events, talks, things like that happen at the symposium? Like maybe you can describe exactly what's happening this year. So um, we've always been uh, pretty inclusive in our topics in that we haven't, uh, we haven't stuck solely to the topic of genocide, but the things leading up to genocide as well. So um, this year we have speakers on the Holocaust, obviously. We have speakers also surrounding the Armenian genocide. We have speakers talking about the cultural genocide as well of the Yerga people, of, of Indigenous people here in Canada. And, and we have lots of speakers uh, related to the Holocaust, as well as we have one speaker, Terry Glavin, who will be talking about Afghanistan as well. He's written um, a lot on Afghanistan, and uh, he will be talking about that as well. Sounds amazing. Yes. And... Over at MIGS, our current focus is online anti-Semitism and combating uh, Holocaust misinformation and denial. 
So, so I, we have some, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say we have a couple of really great speakers um, related to that. The first one I'll, I'll talk about is Matthias Becker, Dr. Matthias Becker. He's a linguist. Um, he has worked for many years using AI to isolate anti-Semitic um, statements online. And he is a research lead now in a project where he's looking at online anti-Semitism um, as well as news media sites in England, France, and Germany. And so he will be speaking. Um, and it's exciting because the third part of his project is about to be released. So that will coincide with that. Um, as well as we have Dr. Joel Finkelstein. He is a psychologist. Um, he runs the, the Contagion Network Research Institute. And what he does is he looks at hate, generally speaking, on the internet, but he's broken it down um, also in terms of online anti-Semitism. He um, also uses AI to selectively um, look at key terms. He's written extensively on it, um, and there are many research studies you can go look at, but he, uh, he is uh, certainly a world leader on this, as is Dr. Becker. With your background being in psychology, I wonder if that informs your understanding of this phenomenon of Holocaust denial, especially online. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's certainly it's certainly underscored for me um, as as I taken this journey, how much um, social psychology and social or social societies have changed in the last few years. Um, part of that is due to social media. And um, it's been both a, a, a positive journey and a negative journey all in all in one. We've had some great speakers. Also, uh, last year, we had um, uh, Jan Grabowski speak, who is uh, a world leader in Holocaust denial and distortion. <clears throat> We've also had um, Dr. Rafi Almagor um, also speak. He is out of the University of Hull in England, um, and he spoke as well on Holocaust denial in Canada. Has the COVID-19 pandemic impacted the symposium in terms of the topics covered? Um, I don't think so much that it's altered um, the topics. It's certainly altered the way we do things as, as everybody else. Um, so the last couple of years, the symposium has actually been online uh, through Zoom. Um, this year, we're, we're going to try something different. We're going to do it from a hybrid approach. So some of our lectures will be live. Some of our lectures will be um, through Zoom. And then some of them will be through Zoom, but with audience participation going back and forth. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting symposium. Um, I thought maybe some of the speakers wouldn't want to travel to Vanier. Um, we have speakers coming in from, from Berlin and, and California um, and Vancouver. And I thought they wouldn't want to participate live because of COVID. But as I, as as luck would have it, they, speakers do want to come to Vanier. They, I think they want to get back out there and speak to people. And so mm -hmm. um, a lot of our speakers will be coming in. I ask because of the link that's been seen between the COVID-19 pandemic and a rise in anti-Semitism and online hate. 
So online hate, I mean, we've been seeing this for a while. I think it's just, um, it's just taken off, right? Um, in terms of its level and scope and so on. And so um, it's always been a topic that's that I've always covered. Um, I think it's just become more and more important um, that we do cover it. And and even in, I, I teach a class on anti-Semitism and, you know, um, last week I brought in a bunch of images from the, from the whole trucker movement that we just um, experienced. And it wasn't so much that, um, you know, I, I said to them, I'm not giving an opinion on whether you believe in truckers or don't believe in the trucker movement. But I just wanted to show you some of the images that are coming out of that movement so that you can recognize them and see, um, see the significance of, for example, you know, the swastika or, or um, you know, when Elon Musk uh, posted the meme of, Justin Trudeau as Hitler, um, what the significance of that is, or, or the Jewish stars um, that we see that says non-vaccinated, um, comparing, comparing the treatment of non-vaccinated to you know, the Jewish people who were targeted and later murdered um, by, by their own state. So, you know, just to sort of um, show the students, to, to make it aware, make them aware when they see these kinds of images on social media, the reaction should be swift saying, this is wrong. You know, it, it can't always come from the Jewish community. It, it certainly has to come from others. Disinformation has, also has a big role in propagating online hate. Do you have anything to say about that? Is that something you talk about in terms of the symposium or as a teacher? So we do have speakers again that that always um, I always have speakers that try and talk to misinformation or disinformation because I think it's the only way to sort of um, highlight for students who are just really starting their higher education career, right? I mean, it's it's college. Um, they will be moving on to university and to start sensitizing them to to images to information that they see online and to start critically thinking about those images um, and those statements that they're seeing. And that's something I, I try and uh, harp on with both the symposium and my own students is when you see something, ask yourself questions, you know, does this, is this logical? Does it make sense? Um, do some research, but you know, to start, at least just start to think critically. You know, it might take a long time for them to get there, but at least start that process. Do you have any thoughts on steps that governments can take, social media companies can take to reduce uh, online hate in all its forms? So um, certainly I'm hoping that uh, the government can start putting some guidelines in place. I know that this is um, a rather difficult task and other governments, for example, in Australia that have tried to do this um, have failed, right? So it's, it's a difficult process. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, some people will say, you know, if, if you start to censor, you're just gonna, you're just gonna um, if you try and censor these ideas, they will just explode in other areas. Um, I, I do think there has to be some sort of regulation um, about what, 
what can be put. I mean, it we, all this hate in the world, all this anger, um, you know, it, it's being displayed in so many ways. Online hate is just one way, but it needs to start being being addressed. I mean, I know we've started in this country. Um, certainly the Liberal government started writing a bill. Um, I don't know how far they are in that process at this point, but um, it needs to be addressed for sure. How that process will happen, I'm not sure. Um, but social media companies certainly need to be held responsible and not just held responsible, but say, okay, we have these, these people that are sitting at their desk and, and, and looking at some of these accounts and so on, but who are these people that are looking, okay? Do they have any education in this area? Um, for me, that's a big one. If, if you say you've hired 10 people to look at this and they have no background in any of this and you're just looking at, at key terms, um, there's no context there. Um, so, so yes, these social media companies need to address it, but there also has to be some widespread education for them as well um, to be able to address it. If they don't know what they're looking for, then how can we expect them to find it? Can you suggest any steps that regular people can take to counter online anti-Semitism, Holocaust denial and distortion? So again, using that critical analysis, right, to look at something and, and to say, you know, to have, it's oftentimes difficult for students to be able on social media to say this is wrong because they're scared of being bullied, right? They're scared of what's going to come back in a comment or, or so on. And, and it's difficult, right? I mean, you look at people, activists like Eve Barlow, for example, who supports Israel and is an ardent Zionist. She's had death threats. She's had all kinds of things for, um, thrown at her, all kinds of hate thrown at her for her opinions. Um, you know, it's so it's difficult to stand up, but for students to, to, to be able to have the support, to feel they can stand up, when they need to, when they see something wrong. Um, you know, as, as I tell my students, it's, uh, you know, the Holocaust happened partly because of the Hitler's reign, but also because people stood by and let him do it. So um, it's really important um, for them to, when they see it, to stand up and say, this is not right. Can you tell us when the symposium is happening, where we can read about it, how we can attend. So the symposium is happening April 4th to the 8th um, at Vanier College. However, all lectures will be um, streamed um, as well as recorded. So um, we don't have the full schedule out yet in the next week or so we should have that. If anybody wants to contact me um, for more information, my email address is gro. S-S-M-A-M at vanniercollege.qc.ca. Okay, well, I'm excited to attend myself and thank you again. Yes, thank you for having me.